1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All
2: right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk 830 WCC. I got to turn my mic on. I thought I hit the button. I didn't hit the button. Eventually, I did. Yesterday, you know, we got into the conversation about gun safety. And unfortunately, we had the situation where the four-year-old accidentally shot the two-year-old in the backseat of the car. And uh, you never want to see that or hear about that. You don't want to hear about anything in terms of people having um, incidents of just senseless violence. Not that yesterday. That That's not that. But I'm talking about this uh, separate situation at sporting events. We have to start enforcing bans on fans that fight at sporting events. If you start an altercation at a sporting event, you should have your right to that team's future events forfeited. You can't go. The only thing that should get you out of that situation is if after an investigation or some sorting out of the facts, it's found that you are not trying to engage in a situation, but you had no choice but self-defense. I think that that's the only way that you get around that. And I'd love to get some reaction to it at 651 And I throw that out there because there was a situation that came up here with um, the L.A. Rams – Not the L.A. Rams. This was a a different, uh, what was it? It was the Chargers Chargers. and and the Cowboys. There was a bunch of fighting that took place with the Chargers and the Cowboys. And there were like four fights going on at the same time. You hate to see that. And look, we've seen situations where people died or people were like hurt, like, like be, really, really bad. Well, I was just a this.
3: couple, a Patriots fan, a couple weeks ago. We
2: had, the, well, we had, we had the Giants Dodgers situation where the San Francisco Giants fan was um, severely injured. That was back in like 2014, I want to say. So, when you look at these situations that happen, and you just brought up what happened a few weeks ago with the Patriots fan, it, it's why is there so much fighting and violence? At these sporting events. Like, why is that? And I'd love to hear from people out there on the City's One Plumbing talking text line at 651-461-9226. And the reason why I ask that question is because the narrative for the longest time is, well, the alcohol makes fans crazy. Blaming alcohol for this type of behavior is a total cop-out. It, it's a total cop out. It, it's not owning the responsibility that we have as adults, as human beings, to say that. Well, you know, we've had one too many at a football game, or bitch. that—that's not acceptable to, to me. That—that is—that you talk about the fall guy. So, because you had a couple of drinks at at a, at a sporting event, that gets you crazy. If that's the case. What about all the people that go to these, <laughs> to go to the the fancy restaurants or the bars? And I know we have bar fights. I get that, but I, I think that's a total cop out. I just wonder why so many people. I think that people's mentalities change. I think that the mindset when you go to a sports event mm-hmm. is different than a night out on the town. I think that people have been conditioned to think it's okay for me to get loose with my behavior and and with the language at a sports event, especially a National Football League game. And it's unacceptable.
3: But there are people that don't even drink that get into these fights. So I, I'm i not going to use alcohol. I, I'm going to take alcohol out of it completely. Some people get so emotionally charged by their sports teams that they go in there and they're already running hot. Like people are running hot going into Target Field or Target Center or U.S. Bank Stadium or wherever it is that your team plays their events. And we've seen it for years. If you are not cheering for the same laundry as I am, you're an evil person. Mm -hmm. And I I deserve to run my mouth against you. You don't have a right to say anything to me. But I can say it to you because we are rooting for different teams. Which is just a ridiculous, like ridiculous premise. I have never, ever in all of my years, not once ever felt the need to get into a fight with somebody wearing a jersey other than, it just, I can't fathom how you go to a game and you get so worked up about somebody not cheering for your team, cheering against your team. I am so just blown away by this, but it fascinates me because it's been happening for years, and it's always going to happen.
2: Yeah. From the text line, uh, from the 651, alcohol is an excuse people need to grow up. I agree that people need to grow up. I don't think that alcohol is an excuse. Like, if you've had one or two cocktails, and and I get it, like people get buzzed or they get a little bit drunk. I, I understand that. But if somebody says your team sucks, that means punch them in the face. Even if I had one or two, yeah. Like, no, it, I, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I disagree with the how text. Do, on how that. do you? How do it's you
3: excuse? How do you go from cheering and having fun to deciding that you want to get physical with somebody? Like, what is the trigger for you to want to get physical with somebody based on a sporting event? That at the end of the day, I, I mean, people are. I guess. I was going to say, it doesn't have any direct impact, but I mean, people are gambling and fantasy sports and all this stuff. But even before all of this, like fan behavior has gotten what you hear these stories, Henry, especially I don't want to pick on Philadelphia, but you hear what happened at the, at the old vet, like the 400 level in Philadelphia, like there, that's like, Oh man, don't go to Yankee stadium wearing it. You know, something other than your team, you know, are you really going to go to Philadelphia? You're going to go here. It's like, these are not areas that are, that are fan friendly to opposing teams. And I, I don't, I just, I cannot, I cannot figure it out when I see people fighting at all. Like I, I can't,
2: I don't think there's any justification for, never. for fighting at a sports event. And, and I, I stand by what I stated here, opening up this segment, if you start an altercation at a sporting event, your right to go to those future events for that for that team or in that facility, they should probably take those away. Now, 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 do I think that there are? are if somebody starts and picks a fight with your girlfriend or your wife or what? Yes, you have every right to that's defend yourself. That's different. Defending that, that, yourself that, that, and that's defending that's yes, totally, totally, absolutely. Defending yourself, defending your family, defending your son or daughter. I, I totally. I'm not. We're not. I'm not going to be silly here with that. But I just think that overall, man, we got to
3: start reining this in. Man, Kirk Cousins throwing an interception—is it going to bum me? Yes, it's going to bum me out. You like that? I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going. To, one of my best friends is a huge Cowboys fan, and a couple of years oh, ago, man, we, and they
2: get in more fights than most. They, NFL, they do. Yeah, that, that fan that makes us crazy. It.
3: Yeah, and, and you know what? He was sitting next to me when the Cowboys were kicking the Vikings' ass a couple of years oh, ago. God. But you know what? Like. I can. You can have fun with it. Again, you can have fun with things. Just because you're, 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 you're cheering for laundry, you're cheering for the color of a uniform. You're not even cheering for the individual because once that individual leaves your team, you are cheering against them because they're not wearing the laundry. At the end of the day, you're you're getting physical over something you put on your body. Like that is. That is asinine to me. But, again, sports seem like it's one thing that just are – I mean, again, people just get so – fans, because it's short for fanatic, people get so wrapped up in it. Yeah. But there's got to be a level of – there's got to be a level of common sense that eventually kicks in.
2: Yeah, let me know if I'm wrong. 651-461-9226. That is the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Uh, coming up next, interesting story that I came across where some parents are actually about to sue – Snapchat. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: We need, like, webcams in here. Because I tell you guys, the amount of unnecessary chatter from one Christopher Tubbs during the course of a day at work <laughs> is unbelievable. He talks to himself in commercial breaks. Non-stop. It's like, uh-huh. who are you talking to? Yeah. That a boy. I'm like, He's talking to the TV. People, you okay? Well, are just, you, are, have you had a couple cocktails?
3: Not yet. Not a couple gummies. Ask me a little bit. My oh, gosh! What? Just because I can be happy that Jose Altuve flied out to deep left field and didn't hit a home run?
2: You talk to yourself a lot.
3: I do talk to you, myself a yeah, lot. Yeah,
2: you, you. Yeah, you love the the sound of your own voice.
3: I do love the yeah, sound yeah, of my I own know, voice. I know, I know. What's wrong with the sound of my own voice? I'm <laughs>
2: saying. Uh, parents got to advocate for myself who say their kids died after getting drugs on Snapchat, speak out ahead of lawsuit hearing. Well, that headline in itself is very, very unfortunate to see. Um, it is a reality. And Snapchat, of which I've never been on Snapchat. Have you ever been on You've never been on Snapchat, right? No, no, I've I know it's super popular with the young kids. Uh, at least years ago it was, middle school kids and high school kids. But Samuel Chapman and uh, Laura Bierman's son, Sammy, was 16 years old, junior in high school, when he died in 2021 after overdosing on a fentanyl lace pill, according to Chapman, from a person he allegedly met on Snapchat. Amy Navelle's son, Alexander, was 14 years old, preparing to be a freshman in high school when he died. In 2020, after taking a fentanyl-laced Oxy pill that he allegedly obtained from a person he met on Snapchat, according to Neville. Well, on Wednesday, Neville, Berman, and Chapman will be at the Los Angeles Superior Courthouse. That is what happened today, where a hearing will be held in a lawsuit that they and dozens of others, uh, other parents have filed against Snap, Inc., the parent company of Snapchat, alleging the social media platform enables drug dealers in reaching minors and young adults. At the hearing, a judge will decide whether the parent's lawsuit against Snap, Inc. um, can move forward or the company's motion to dismiss the lawsuit will be granted. Uh, Kids are losing their lives, and they swept it under the rug. They had their chance to do the right thing, and they chose profits over people. Um, Neville told Good Morning America, referring to Snapchat. The way that we are going to bring Snapchat and other social media companies to the table is through lawsuits and legislation. That is plain and simple. This is going to be a very interesting um, lawsuit that I'm going to try to pay attention to, because I do want to see where this is heading. I've never been on Snapchat. I don't know all of the how everybody communicates on there. Because I, I know that the kids, I've, I've seen, I've seen kids say this to other kids, like literally, I've been right there. Where they say, "Hey, can I get your snap?" Right? It's basically like, "Can I get your handle so that we can like communicate?" And, and back, how much liability? Or how liable is Snapchat for people connecting and communicating through their, you know, their app, and then somebody gets a fentanyl-laced pill and that person dies? That, that I'm curious about that. That's that's going to be interesting because 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 like with Snap. Mm-hmm. What if you connect with somebody through Facebook like that? Well, or any any other, you know, any other means.
3: That's that's the thing. Like, if if you're going to hold Snapchat liable for something like that, think about the Pandora's box that you're opening for the other social media platforms. Facebook, you know, Twitter, X, whatever, you know, Threads, TikTok, like you name it. Everything is going to be out there now. And I mean, it's hard because at what point do you take responsibility for the actions of the children as a parent? But then like how much of that do you put on the other party that is engaging your child? And then how much of that is the platform not being able to, to, you know, disseminate some of that information. Yeah. So I feel like there are are several prongs to this that I feel all have to be considered. I understand where you'd want to hold the platform liable, but I just feel like that almost becomes too much of a crutch because then nothing is off the table and you're opening everything up. And I mean, maybe that's what we should do. I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I really don't.
2: Yeah, it's it's a very unfortunate situation. I do wonder how this lawsuit thing is going to play out. Um, I, you know, one thing that I have stated, I've said this to like younger um, cousins. I've even said this to friends um, because now we're in this this area and this day and time where I think that people have to understand: don't be buying stuff off the street. I I, I don't care what you think you are obtaining. Yeah. Don't do it. And and let me say this. I'm not going to mention where I was at, but I was at um, an event. And there was a guy saying to his buddy in the bathroom, hey, man, here, take this, whatever, um, you know, whatever time. I'm not going to even get into what type of pill it was. Okay but it was one of those kind of like a party type pill or whatever. And he says hey take, and he says no I'm, I'm not doing that, right? Yeah. He's was like no, I, you know, I, I did one. It's, it's it's totally fine. I'm so glad that, that 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 individual, that guy said no. Bro, look, we're here, you're having a good time, the way you want to have a good time, I like having a good time. I'm not taking what you got.
3: But I feel like the, being adults though, I feel like you're in a better position to make that decision and plus somebody that is, no i get that in, i get you know. that
2: because 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 that person was an adult i guess my my point is that um as much as you can try to continue to educate your young person your loved one yeah your kid um that never ever take anything like that from anybody because did you know about fentanyl 20 years ago i didn't
3: no no, f- fentanyl, no. fentanyl wasn't if yeah. it was a thing like it wasn't that's the game changer. Yeah.
2: And I say this to people all the time about like when we talk about um people using uh marijuana and stuff. Yeah. I've never been a marijuana user. That's it's never been my thing. Sure. I, I don't care how popular I got with hip hop music or whatever, never been my Not thing. That's your thing, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's my thing. Yeah. Um some people don't drink. That that's that's cool. Back in the day though, and I don't care what anybody says, what was around back in the seventies and eighties and ain't the same stuff. No. Now, so, and, and I learned this from, and it wasn't, I wasn't going to use marijuana anyway, but I had, I have a cousin that back in the 90s, um, he smoked some pot one time. Unfortunately, he was laced with PCP. Ooh. And let me just tell you this he was out of his mind. He, it, it was not good. I remember he was zoned out for months and I you know it wasn't like I was ever going to use anyway I, I never had the the passion or wanted to or whatever yeah. I, I I never was one that was like the peer pressure stuff of oh, you you know you got to drink you got to no, do it cuz everybody not, else is doing it. I'm not doing that yeah. I'm not doing that but I I bring up that old story just because when you look at everything that's happening today that you have to keep regardless of whether you want to hear it or not, the cautionary tale yeah. of doing stuff like
3: it. And, and, and this is why I feel like the legalization of marijuana is actually good because you can regulate it because you do have some of these strains that can be laced with cocaine, that can be laced yep. with that – can, that can have other – it's not a clean strain. And, and that's what you want. You want the clean strain. The problem is, like you were saying, there are some that try and take that high and try and get you to, uh, you know, get you on edge a little bit more. And that's where things become awfully dangerous. And kind of to your point before, it does it does fall on the parents to a good amount to continue to convey to your children, you know, the 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 proper etiquette when it comes to taking anything and. You know, the funny thing is we're coming up on Halloween. I joke with Shalette about this. Uh, You know, on Saturday, I'm like, it's funny how we tell our kids all year, don't, you know, don't talk to strangers, don't take things from strangers. And all of a sudden, it's like the one night of the year, go up there and take candy, and we'll sort it out later. But that's just where we're at. Like, you've got to, you just got to be vigilant with your kids and be involved with your kids. And that's the best you can do.
2: Yep. Uh, One of the things that we're all involved in is Minnesota Viking football. We like the Vikings. Uh, That's our home team. Fight people over the Vikings. Yeah, don't do that. That's ah, not good. That's not good at all. We're going to talk to the Purple Insider himself, Matthew Collar. He joins us next year after weather on the Lake Show. I'm ready to talk some football with Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, courtesy of the John Shusikola-Baker hotline. Matthew, before we get started, um, I think Chris feels like he offended you. So he had said that he called you Matt, and he says, man, I, I, I don't know if if that's okay. I, instead of calling him Matthew, I, he called you Matt, yeah. I guess, when he, when he called you. So what, what, what do you think of him calling you Matt? Is that okay?
4: Matt is always fine. Yeah, oh, okay. No, Matt is always fine. A lot of times I'll introduce myself to people as Matt. So, like, uh, for example, Brian Flores has been trying to learn all the reporters' names, and so sometimes we'll tell him we'll remind him of our name as we ask the question. I always just say Matt. So totally fine, Matt, Matthew. A lot of people just call me collar. Um, whatever. I don't care. I'm not that serious about it. For radio purposes, the reason I use Matthew is because Matt Collar sounds like one thing if you say it fast, like Matt Collar. Yep. Like what what's the thing? You know what I mean? Yep. So you want to have it. Be separated so the audience knows who they're listening to.
2: It makes perfect sense is yeah. there is there something you do not like in terms of like shortening it up and calling some uh calling you a name so like for me, I don't like I, Hank like don't call me Hank that's just not a thing like Hank is <laughs> that's just a, it's just weird to me so don't call me Hank people will call me h or they, you know just call me Henry or they'll call me lake or H lake or whatever I'm fine with all of that, but don't call me Hank.
4: Yeah, no, I've I've never had anything like that because it's pretty much usually people just use my my last name because it is a little bit unique. Um, so I mean, and H Lake is just so easy. But no, I never thought to call you Hank. Usually, if someone wants to be called Hank and their name is Henry, they will go by Hank, you yeah. know, right? Like they. Yep. So that would be. Uh, we'd have to know each other a lot better for me to step out on that one, and you'd have to give me a you know a fist pound in the press box when you see me as opposed to just walking by.
2: All right. So we've established that. Just don't call me. It happened. (laughs) It happened. <laughs> oh no 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 so so hold on hold on real quick I gotta explain myself on that one when you did that you called me off guard because I was talking to somebody right I, I was I was talking to somebody you called me off guard it wasn't like I was not trying to acknowledge Matthew Kyler, like you're my guy like like you're a regular guest on the show you're a great dude so Matt I see Matthew in the press box at the Vikings game right and he's and he and, and he called me off guard because I was talking to somebody I don't know if they were from Kansas City or if it was some um I don't know if it was Reggie Wilson from K 11 like my fraternity brother I, it was talking to somebody was it Taylor? just people no it was no it wasn't t swizzle i totally oh. would have blew him off okay. i would have totally blew him off and wouldn't cared i wouldn't give I, a tried. Damn. I, tr- I,
3: tr- I tried i <laughs> tried i tried matt hey matt i tried
2: so no that was not intentional i, I hope you didn't take it that way. i know you didn't take it that way
4: so here's the thing just to <laughs> set this up you're walking by i feel that i'm in your vision i mean it's a, it's a thin hallway yeah And i just hold the fist out like, I know you're talking, but, you, you know, I didn't you see had worse you. vision than Justin Fields. I didn't see you. Worse, you, have, you were more tunnel vision than Justin <laughs> Fields. That's how bad it was. <laughs> I'll
2: take it, man. I'll take it. Hey, it wasn't intentional at all. You know that. You're my dude. All right, let, let's talk some Minnesota Viking football. And it, it involves, uh, before we get to the Monday night game, let, let's go back to the Chicago Bears game. Where do you rank that game in terms of performances that you've seen from the Vikings this year? Because I know they won the game, but man, that was ugly, bro. Like, I was not, nothing about the game necessarily really impressed me. The defense played well, as it should, against a Bears team that just, I don't know what the heck the Bears are doing. But all in all, how how did you kind of grade them out overall?
4: You know, uh, you guys know, and you make fun of me on the station for how much I love football, but it is absolutely true. I love football. Uh, that made me hate football. That game was so bad. That game was so bad that I had way more fun watching college football on Saturday in my hotel room waiting for the game on Sunday than I did actually covering the game, and that's pretty rare. Uh, it was hideous. It was not anything at all that would inspire any confidence whatsoever. And when I went back and watched the tape on it, I thought, okay, was I being dramatic or something? No, I wasn't. It was that bad. Uh, of course, you know, Brian Flores' his defense played well. And, look, when you destroy a bad team, uh, their offense, like you still deserve credit. Like, uh, you know, his defense deserves credit for that game. But on the offensive side, we all wondered, okay, how are you going to perform without Justin Jefferson? And when you go into that game, you're looking at the NFL's worst third-down defense, a defense that doesn't get after the quarterback at all in Chicago this this is just a bad football team that's rebuilding and they made them look like the 85 bears or the 2006 (laughs) bears and not the 2023 tanking bears. And I, I mean, I, I was looking for solutions and you know, what I saw was one not hanging in the pocket the way he was last year. And I think because he got pulverized last year, that might still uh, hold over guys are not getting open. And he did make a couple of very good throws that were dropped and it's just like, I think what we saw was if you believe Justin Jefferson was basically this whole offense, you're right. And the running game is, is downright pathetic. I mean, it, I, I didn't think it was blocked up that well, but I also think that, you know, Alexander Madison's been one of the biggest disappointments on this team so far. And it's time to say that now after that game. Um, it's, it's something in the run game is just not working. So I, I think as they go into a game where they're facing one of the best defenses in the NFL, how is anyone supposed to believe that there's a, a turnaround here?
2: Hey, let me ask you this. What was up with the Cam Akers usage on on Sunday? He got one carry and he caught one one ball.
4: Yeah, it's a great question. And we tried to ask that question to uh, Wes Phillips and didn't get much of an answer today. I, the best thing I could come up with is just that he's still only in the third week of being Minnesota Viking. And, you know, maybe he's wasn't doing some of the things that they – think he needs to do I have no idea I mean if it if it were me I wouldn't care if he knew where to run I need somebody with some jolt need somebody with some burst here to get up into those holes quickly because I mean it's it's like uh, it's like getting a Mack truck going with uh, Alexander Madison I mean you know I've seen this guy be good before in the outside zone type of system but I'm not sure that he's the same fit uh, as he was under Kevin Stefanski, because I do think when I look back, I, I see a lot of opportunities blocking-wise. It's certainly not perfect, and a lot of people will always point to the interior line, but I thought a lot of times they were fine, and you're just not getting anything more than what's there from Alexander Madison. I mean, who has he juked anyone all year? Has he shredded tackles all year? Like, Has there been any of these things that running backs do to help their offensive line? It just hasn't been there. And, you know, I've had I've, a little bit of a theory, but it's only a theory, is that when you put a lot of pressure on someone who's never been a starter before and you talk about how they're RB1 and you talk about how this is their big opportunity, sometimes they press. And maybe there's a little bit of that with Madison. But regardless of the reason, I would be playing Cam Akers more even if he didn't know the offense perfectly because I just think he's got at least bursts.
2: Talking to Matthew Collar, Purple Insider here on the Lake on News Talk 830-WCCO. One more thing about last weekend or Vikings football to this point before we look ahead to the San Francisco 49ers who play um, the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Um, what's going on with TJ Hawkinson, man? Because I, I like TJ Hawkinson. I think he's a talented tight end. Um, he got new money because he got that new... But I'm sorry, man. He's dropping footballs game after game, and he just... It, it just looks different from last year. What's your, what's your take on it?
4: Yeah, I think it is, it is odd because, you know, the best thing that T.J. Hogginson does is when he gets lined up with a linebacker safety, he can beat them in different ways. A lot of times it's quickness out of his breaks in beating linebackers. We've seen him do that in the past. And with safeties, it's just being, like, too big and strong for them. And that's what you're looking for, and that's why they signed him and he was never going to be Rob Gronkowski as far as being a blocker or being this, like, massive force. But I think a lot of the drops have been like a 6 out of 10 or 7 out of 10 degree of difficulty, and he's dropped every single one of those. And I don't think that's what he would do over 100 football games, but there's pressure that comes along with signing the big contract that may play into that. I feel the same way with, like, K.J. Osborne where he's had – some uncharacteristic drops. Like there's a lot of guys who kind of view this year as big for them, whether it's justifying a contract or getting a contract. And I have wondered if that's getting to some guys. Um, and, I, and I've also thought too, that TJ Hawkinson was just never Tony Gonzalez. He was never Travis Kelsey. He was never going to have Randy Moss's hands of gold. He's always been a guy that you got to move in. He caught the ball and then he's tough to bring down. And that's like what he does best. But, you know, if he had done this for them last year and he was pretty good and had some drops and so forth, we would have gone like, okay, well, that was an upgrade over Irv Smith. But now that he's got the money, every single drop we go, oh, come on. And also, every single drop has been at the worst time. I mean, last week it was like a second and 17, and Cousins throws an absolute dime, beautiful pass, and it bounces right off his hands. It's just like, okay, well, this team isn't good enough to make up for stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, man. It just it, it's you right now the way that this team is down, their best player, it's is it's super unfortunate that other things aren't necessarily clicking uh the way that it should. And now you're going to be facing the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. Are the 49ers the best team in the NFC even though they lost to uh to Cleveland last weekend?
4: Yeah, and they missed because I mean, they missed a 40-yard field goal, and yeah. Cleveland has one of the best. We were talking about the 85 Bears. Like, this is Cleveland. Um, they're, they're really, really, really good on defense. But that, it's a very different. I, I respect what Brian Flores has done. ton of respect for what he's gotten out of this team. The Vikings do not have anywhere near the personnel of the Cleveland Browns. So I don't, um, you know, take them down a notch. Every good team has bad games. That's why those 72 Dolphins are still popping champagne. Uh, every year because it happened, and they still should have won the game at their worst. But when you look at them statistically, they're the best offense and the best defense in the NFC. Uh, you know, the only team better in the NFL than them on offense is the Miami Dolphins. Their defense is complete. It's nasty. It's got an incredible defensive line that causes all sorts of problems. They really don't have a true weakness. Fred Warner might win the defensive MVP. The, everybody's sort of figured out how great he is at linebacker. I mean, the Derisaw and nick Bosa matchup is always going to be an incredible one. But, you know, I, I think that this team is playing on a completely different level than the Minnesota Vikings, and they should be a reminder. When you talk about, hey, maybe we could beat Denver and get to the playoffs and beat Atlanta, it's like, here's a reminder of what a Super Bowl team looks like. And, I mean, look, anybody can beat anybody in the NFL on a weekly basis, but I think that the Vegas line shows you kind of where these two teams stand and as a reminder of why you need to continue to rebuild your team uh, as opposed to thinking that you're going to win now.
2: All right, two final things, and then we'll let you go. Um, We had some movement here. There were some things that took place today uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Davenport, Marcus Davenport, he ended up on injured reserve, right? Yep, correct. Uh, And and what was the other – I'm blanking on the other. There was something else that happened earlier today too.
4: Uh, They traded Kirk to the Jets. (laughs) Big move. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What else? Uh they activated uh the Kenny Wongwu. looks like yes. he's going to play.
2: That was that yeah. was yeah, that was the other thing. All right. So 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 number 1, would you say that Marcus Davenport has been um How would you categorize his signing and what he's done to this particular point number 1, and then number 2, give me a prediction on Monday.
4: Yeah, uh Davenport reminds me of Michael Pierce. Uh really really good football player who was just kind of a shell of himself when he got here as a free agent and was banged up and never could get healthy. And the same thing for Marcus Davenport. And that's why they didn't pay Davenport a ton because it was kind of roll of the dice. Can he stay healthy? And the answer is, unfortunately, no. And uh, I feel bad for him. He is a super talented player. I mean, when you when you watch him out there, you watch him move, he has got rare ability. But during his career, he's just never been able to stay healthy. And I always feel bad for guys like that. They get crushed on Twitter. Oh, he's made a glass, whatever. I hate to see that because, because this, this guy wants to play. And and this one was actually kind of a bad break where he just got leg whipped. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate. So it's, it's a disappointing signing. It'll probably never become what they were hoping because of the injuries. And the prediction for me would be 28 to 17, San Francisco. I, I just think they're playing in a completely different league than the Vikings. This will be, by far, the toughest team they play. Um, Philadelphia and Kansas City are kind of flawed great teams. Um, San Francisco is not very flawed. So yeah. I, I think this is going to be the matchup where we come out of it and go, okay, yep, now it's time to trade Daniel Hunter, trade K.J. Osborne, whatever else, and things like that. Yep.
2: Yeah. Hey, thanks so much, Matthew, man. I appreciate the time. And next time I, I see you in the press box, i give you that uh, that fist, fist bump.
4: I I can't wait, Hank. I mean, Henry. Take care,
2: buddy. (laughs) All right. Take care. That's Matthew Collar joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll wrap up the hour next. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. Happy to have you guys listening to the show. Christopher Tubbs is back. Last couple of nights has been
3: Josh Wheeler. Yeah. but I'm back for a night.
2: You happy to be back?
3: I'm happy to be back, yeah. And Then I got to turn it around for Adam and Joe tomorrow, because I'm uh, doing the 9 a.m. to 12 o'clock p.m. time and slot.
2: And I am off the next couple of um, days, and okay. Steve Thompson's going to be in for me. Yep. And so, uh, so Stevie T will hold it down while I am gone, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that he will do an awesome job as well. Man. I'm looking up here, and I know we'll get to a scoreboard a little bit later. But well, my goodness, every time I see Houston play, the it back. Is, it's kind of that. I know they're the better team, but they were the better team, that, you know, better than us. But it's always that could have, would have, should have.
3: Oh, yeah, I mean, Twins had their chances. You know, they, they, they had it, and they, they couldn't convert. And I mean, that's, again, that's why Houston is Houston.
2: And I'm I shouldn't g- think about it. I'm, I'm going a little bit, you know, I don't, I don't cry at night because the Twins didn't advance. Yeah. Which, you, see, you get my point,
3: though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm really surprised that, you know, the first two games of the ALCS, like, it was all Texas. And now they move from Houston to Arlington, and Max Scherzer got knocked around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now Houston's up to the early lead. So I'll be very curious what happens with that. And also with the NLCS, where the Phillies have just, they've mollywhopped the D-backs. For the first couple of games. And then, you know, it's going to go to to Arizona. So we'll see. It's just very. Baseball is a funny game. But, yeah, it it would have been nice to see them advance. But at the end of the day, I mean, you took steps forward if you're the Twins. Oh,
2: absolutely. This was a successful season. I think so. You won the division again. Yep. And there's a lot to be excited about for the future with Twins.
3: You won a series. You broke the losing streak. Yeah, you're doing all right.
2: Yep. All right. We talked to Matthew Coller about Minnesota Viking football, but beyond that, we're going to go around the NFL, and we do that next.
0: Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better